The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part? It's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Croshaw with me today. Chase, how are you feeling on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? Uh, we've got some stuff to look forward to tomorrow, but as of today, as of right now, how you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. Looking forward to it, as yeah, you mentioned. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good over, overall. You know, we're gonna talk about this part later too, but. Two games to nothing for Tampa right now. We, we can't complain about that. Uh, I mean, really, everything's just going pretty good right now. Absolutely. And Chase, I am currently back up in the recording studio. Yes, the one that gets to 100 degrees in the summer. Well, it's not bad. It's not bad. It, it's not, uh, you know, scorching hot like it's going to be in Las Vegas for you tomorrow and the rest of the weekend. Let's talk about that real quick, Chase. Um, both of us going out of town, and it's kind of a weird coincidence because this wasn't planned or anything, but you're going to Las Vegas, I'm going to Austin, Texas, both for bachelor parties. Yeah, so my cousin's getting married here in, what, two or three weeks now, and then uh, bachelor party is this week coming up. We're So today is Wednesday that we're recording, we're leaving on Thursday, we'll be back uh, late on Sunday. It's going to be a good time, you know, we went two years ago for my other cousin's bachelor party, going to the same place, MGM, uh, just kind of... Sitting around the pool, we, we get a cabana, uh, everybody while we're there, drink a little bit, gamble a little bit, and just, just kind of eat some good food. Uh, I look very forward to it. I am so excited to go down to Austin, Texas. Uh, temperatures actually going to be really nice in Austin, Texas. going to be hovering around 70s to 80s. There is chance of thunderstorm, but that shouldn't avoid any partying that's going to be happening this weekend. So I am excited for that, excited for some amazing barbecue. And like Chase said... We're going to be home a little bit later on Sunday, so we will be recording an episode right after this one for Sunday's release. However, if we do get back in time, we will be recording an updated version for you guys, so you'll just have to stay tuned for that. But Chase, I said I'm in the recording studio. 
it's not really looking like a recording studio anymore, if I'm being honest. So my sister is the one getting married. I'm going down to the brother-in-law's bachelor party. My mom has taken the role of getting everything ready for the bridal shower. And it is a mess up here, to say the least. There is stuff everywhere for the bridal shower. Um, I couldn't find my little table I use for recording. Uh, it took about two minutes to unbury that and finally get it out. But it is a mess up here. Hopefully... It doesn't mess with any sound quality. I don't think it will, but yeah, uh, a lot of flowers around here. So if you ever need any flowers, I got you covered. Oh, perfect. And I mean, it, it sounds perfectly fine for my end at least. So I'm sure there's no issue there. But yeah, I mean, I, I was actually in the market for to get a whole bouquet of flowers. I'm trying to really, you know, spruce up my my recording area here, trying try, you know, to make it a little more soft and welcoming. So I'm glad to know that. <laughs> and I wish I knew what whatever this was in front of me. It's like a metal like circle frame with flowers wrapped all around it. I, I've got no idea. It kind of looks like a wreath, but much bigger and not as many flowers. So, uh, I don't know, just craziness, but chase, let's talk about the show that we are going to be doing today. Uh, talking about the draft lottery, because that takes place two nights as of recording Wednesday nights. Going to be excited to see who takes those top two picks. Going to be doing a little game review, game preview with our round two series against the Carolina Hurricanes. And then after the commercial break, going to be looking at a star player possibly wanting out of his current situation after next season and then looking at some other stuff as well. But Chase, first, we got to talk about the draft lottery. You and I, big prospect guys. I think anyone who's listened to this show for at least like two weeks would know that. So draft lottery, what are we thinking? What are your predictions for the top two teams that are going to be picking one and two, of course? So a few episodes ago, we talked about the odds. Um, if you didn't hear that, you can go check that out or you can go look it up. Um, you know, Just really quickly, you can find it on pretty much any article that or any website that's talking about the draft lottery at all. Um, but right now, the top five teams in terms of odds are the Buffalo Sabres, the Anaheim Ducks, the Seattle Kraken, the New Jersey Devils, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then from there, you know, it gets smaller and smaller. The, the Wings, the Sharks, the Kings are all back there as well. Um, and for anyone that doesn't already know, the NHL draft lottery is it's kind of wonky because, I mean, the worst team only has a 16.6% chance of getting that first overall pick. So it's a little weird. Uh, odds are that you're not going to get that first overall pick if you're the worst team. And it usually is the case uh, this time around. My kind of feeling the whole time is that Seattle's actually going to end up with the number one pick and then Columbus is going to end up with number two. So I think we see both those teams jump. I really feel like Seattle's going to end up jumping rather than falling, if anything. Um, and, and I really hope they do. I'd rather them just get the first overall pick if, if somebody has to. Let them take the shot on their guy. You know, they, they're trying to build this whole franchise. You know, whoever they think they want their number one piece to be, just let them have that choice. Well, now i got to change all of my predictions because I also had Seattle and Columbus winning the lottery. I had them switched up. I, I think Columbus is getting the number one, but I'm just going to completely scrap it. I'm scrapping it. Give me something completely new. We're going to go San Jose and L.A., the seventh and eighth ranked team uh, when it comes to winning the lottery. Um, I, I really don't feel like Buffalo or Anaheim are going to get it. I would be really upset if New Jersey got it because I just kind of they've kind of taken the Minnesota role for me. 
They're a little boring. I love Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Ty Smith, but I don't know. I just really don't want to see them get any more top-tier talent. Um, and then Detroit, we know they always get screwed. So got to go with the next two. That would be San Jose and L.A. Fair enough. I mean, I definitely think there's no chance Detroit gets it. They've gotten screwed so many years in a row, and it sucks for Detroit fans. But I really don't want San Jose or L.A. really against either. I mean, San Jose kind of needs it more after kind of botching and not having a first-round pick in the last draft. Uh, they need the highest pick they can get and try to get the best draft capital they can. So, you know, that'd be good for them. But the Kings, I mean, do they necessarily need it? Who knows? Yeah, and don't give it to Ottawa either because Ottawa, they've uh, had a couple decent drafts recently. So don't want to continue to bolster them. But, yeah, I honestly think that Seattle and Columbus – probably the most deserving with third being Detroit probably because I think those three franchises lack the most skill in their system where Anaheim they've got some guys like Sam Steele Isaac Lunderstrom a couple others Um, Buffalo we know how much skill they have they just botch everything so I think Seattle Columbus Detroit those three teams should take home the top two seeds Um, one of them will obviously miss out, but that's what I'm feeling. I I think it would be incredible to see Seattle get the first overall pick. We obviously know Vegas. They did not Vegas dropped to six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Six overall. Yeah, that's tough. So I don't want to see that from Seattle. Uh, it'd be great to see them take first overall and get their pick on who they think is the best player in the draft. Agreed. All right, Chase. Well, let's move on to our Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, They are currently in the second round against the Carolina Hurricanes. Currently off of back-to-back two-to-one victories. Let's look at the first game. Uh, It was a pretty good little game. And Tampa coming out on top, you can't really ask for anything else. No, you can't. Game one, you know, I I enjoyed watching game one a lot, especially at the end there. Um, It was just like a flurry. It it was kind of, you know, almost kind of panicky because Carolina looked like they had about 40 chances to score there in the last minute, but... That kind of hockey's fun to watch at the end of the game, you know? So it was fun watching Tampa, you know, kind of outman and Veslovsky kind of take control, stop the puck from going in. But it was a good game overall, you know. Uh, both teams got in on the offensive action. Um, goalies just ended up playing well on both sides. Veslovsky played a little bit better, helped the team come out on top. And the goalies continued to play well on both sides into game two as this Another two to one victory and Vasilevsky, he has really been a man on a mission this series. Um, He looked good last series. However, he did have a game or two where it seemed like, okay, you could have saved a couple more. Uh, Those aren't usually Vasilevsky-esque goals to allow, but this series, he's been absolutely on fire, stopping 31 on 32 shots. So he's been really good this series. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, this second game though, man, it, it was not an exciting game. Uh, I mean, 15 total shots from Tampa side. It, it was probably one of their most boring games of the season. They couldn't really get much going. They just happened to squeeze in the pucks when they needed to. Uh, I mean, it's, we'll, we'll take the win. I mean, take the wins any way you can, especially in the playoffs. Um, it, it's, it's a good sign if you, if you're winning games like this, it means that odds are you're going to overcome about anything. You know, I really talked about this heavily last year in the playoffs. There are some games where it's like, maybe we didn't deserve to win, but we ended up winning. And that's usually what happens with these championship teams. So the fact that that kind of stuff is happening again, you know, it could point uh, to a very good sign going down the road. And then five games left max in the series. Tampa needs to win two more. Uh, Carolina needs to win four of those five. Uh, that, that's going to be a, a tough bet for Carolina to win four out of five. But it's also not impossible. Right now, Tampa's in one health spot. And I think the one thing to look at going forward is we know that if there's teams that have 
just incredible talent on their team, like Tampa does, like even Carolina does. Um, if they don't seem to find the back of the net early, they go on a little slump. Usually they have just one huge game where a team just breaks out of that little slump and the goal scoring goes like crazy. Now, I, I'm sure that we can be worried about Carolina, but Carolina should also be worried about Tampa. Holding Tampa to only four goals in two games, that's not something that usually happens. So I think really, maybe it's game three on Thursday. Maybe it's game four on Saturday. I think one of them is going to be an absolute bloodbath and both goalies are going to look somewhat poor and it's not because they are you know struggling that day or anything, but it's because the offenses are finally clicking and they're firing at all uh, full force. So I just think that one of these next two games, it's going to be like a five to four game or something crazy. Yeah, it's definitely likely to happen at some point. I, I could definitely see it happening. I mean, if it is going to, it'll be one of these two games. It won't be a game five or six, I don't think. Um, so I, I could definitely see that happening. And it would just make it so exciting. Uh, it'd be nice to do it on Thursday because I don't know about you, Chase, but when I land down in Austin, Texas on Thursday, uh, the boys are just going to be staying at the Airbnb drinking all night. So we'll have the TV on and everything. So it'd be great if that game was happening. Whereas Saturday... Uh, There's going to be some bar hopping and um, maybe some grown-up bars going on. So uh, it'd be nice if it was Thursday where you get the more exciting game. Yeah, there's a good chance that Thursday and Saturday I'll just be sitting in the sports book at MGM watching the game, maybe maybe putting a couple bucks down to just kind of spruce it up a little bit. But I, I will definitely be tuning in, and hopefully it'll be from the comfort of the sports book. Gosh, I would love to go to... The MGM sports book, but, uh, you know, never been invited to Vegas. So shut up. <laughs> um, but I do want to go to Vegas sometime. So, Chase, who knows? Maybe like um, a year or two or three when we all get big boy jobs, the boys can travel down there and have a good old time. But absolutely. Before we do that, we have to get to the other half of the show. But before we do that, we got to go to a quick commercial break. Hey, hockey fans, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo, and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. I get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. Started playing the like. Dun, 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 dun. And I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he should have checked over here. And then <laughs> I looked down at my favorite Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. (gasps) No, it does not. I think it does. But we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. 
Chase, we are back, and we gotta first talk about a. I I consider him a superstar. Some might not, but I would consider Seth Jones to be a superstar defenseman in our league. Well, report comes out he's not looking for a contract extension with Columbus. He's got one year left on his deal. He might be gone after next year, and that would probably be the biggest kick in the nuts for Columbus because outside of him and Zach Wierenski, they're, they're kind of lacking some real skill. Yeah, it definitely would be a kick in the nuts. I mean, that's one very good NHL defenseman. Um, you know, some analytics are saying that he's not and he could fall off very easily, but the eye test also says kind of differently. So there's really a couple ways to approach it. Regardless, he's a very good NHL player, very capable NHL player. Someone that if, if you just lose him from your team for nothing, it, it is a tough blow. So Columbus is in a real funky spot. You know, they, they traded for line A and he's been kind of, you know, he's had some good moments, had some bad moments. So who knows how that all plays out if he stays, stays there for a while. But this Columbus team, they're they're really in just a weird spot. They, they need to rebuild, but at the same time, they have pieces that like they need to try to take advantage of while they can. But I don't think they're going to be able to. So it really sucks for them. Um, they... Really, if this is the case, they have to trade Seth Jones like, as soon as possible and get what they can. Yeah, and this Columbus team has really been spiraling out of control since, when was it, two years ago, three years ago, where they made all the deadline acquisitions, gave up all of their first, second round, third round picks in that year. Um, Bobrovsky, he left, and then Duchesne left, and everyone they acquired with those picks left, and it just, they're left with no talent and no draft picks. So ever since then, they've been struggling. And if they do end up with a top two pick, that would be going to the right direction. But at the same time, you've talked about it many times. This draft isn't one where you're going to get a guy who's going to be a great producer day one for you. You may get a guy who can play on the team day one, but he's not going to be a guy that just blows up and takes over the league like a Connor McDavid. Yeah, and really there's maybe only one or two guys that can play in the NHL out of this draft. There there might be a couple more just the way the NHL is nowadays, but I would not be surprised if nobody played in the NHL right away out of this draft. So it's not like they're going to get that piece to help them uh, this next season coming up. They're going to have to you know play the long game with whoever you get here. They might need to bring in a Jeff Blashill type coach where is uh, is really not going to get you to that next level, but he's going to be good in helping um, bring up young talent and make it so that the rebuild is in full play rather than this teeter totter that they're constantly on. So definitely a tough spot for Columbus, but let's look at the rest of the playoffs now, Chase. Um, it's looking pretty good so far. Uh, we, we finally saw that Montreal, they took out Toronto. We haven't talked about that yet, so let's talk about that first. Uh, pretty comical, I'll be honest. Yeah, very funny. I mean, I saw a stat. So no matter what happened, what one of the teams in the series is what happened to, but Carey Price is the first player uh, in NHL history to win a series with a cap hit of over $10 million. So apparently it's never happened before in NHL history. Um, regardless, whoever won the series, there was someone on each team that, that would have like they fit that bolt that bill whatever the hell you want to say so it's so it's a little funky but regardless it's still a crazy stat uh carry price he played really well i i don't think he's gonna be able to continue it i mean it's really he's the only reason they won the rest of the team was kind of whatever toronto their superstars didn't really live up to what they were supposed to do and then going against winnipeg uh this next series i, I just think they're really gonna have a tough time montreal 
Yeah, for sure. And obviously we're rooting for Winnipeg, but Chase, I did want to go back to Toronto real quick. I sent you, uh, I think a couple of tweets. Let me pull them up. So you've got world hockey report coming out with Mitch Marner trade ideas. Uh, he's got eight on here. One, including Mitch Marner straight up for Mitch, uh, for Jack Eichel, excuse me. Um, kind of interesting. A lot of other trades where they bring in like, a um, a Matthew Kachok and Anderson. They bring in Kuznetsov and Jensen, Basser, Ulevi, um, a couple others. So one of the top comments, Toronto loses value on every one of these. There's not a player currently available where you can recoup losing Marner. Seth Jones, Patrick Laine, a first, a second, and a prospect, maybe. But Laine and Jones would need to re-sign. Marner plays more like a center than Matthews does. This would just be a mess. What are your thoughts on the value that this young man, Daniel, has on Mitch Marner? No team would ever, ever, ever trade that for Mitch Marner. Are you kidding me? He's a winger who can produce when you need him to produce. Uh, he's a good regular season player and that's great and all, but when it comes down to crunch time, you need someone to produce in the playoffs and he hasn't done shit in the playoffs. That's just the truth. He looks really bad too in the playoffs. It looks like he can't handle the pressure, can't handle the situation. So why the hell would you give up all those franchise altering pieces for one guy who's not going to put you anywhere near over the hump? There's zero chance that trade would happen. And I've seen so many people under world hockey report suite. So many people in the comments saying, Marner is not, or uh, sorry, Eichel is not worth giving up Marner. Heavily disagree. Like, Heavily. Excuse me? I would love to see Jack Eichel in the playoffs. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to do that because Buffalo sucks. But I am sure that Jack Eichel would perform tremendously in the playoffs. Just like, well, I mean, I was going to say just like Connor McDavid. He didn't really do that this year. But um, Jack Eichel, I, I he's a superstar. So to give up... Mitch Marner for Eichel straight up. I think that would be stupid if Buffalo were to ever think about that. Agreed. But uh, Chase, let's continue on with the playoffs. We talked about Montreal and Winnipeg a little bit. We've talked about Carolina and Tampa. Now you got Boston and the New York Islanders. This was a one nothing series the last time we saw it. Now only one to one. It's a tie series. New York looked a little bit better in that second game, but Boston still roaring. I think Boston's still taking it. I predicted in five. I, I have no reason to change my prediction whatsoever. What are your thoughts on that, Chase? Yeah, I don't even honestly remember what I predicted. I feel like I predicted Boston. I don't think I would predict otherwise. Um, but yeah, I kind of say, well, I mean, I, I think Boston's the better team in this matchup. Uh, I really don't think the Islanders are going to have much of a chance really going forward in this series. I think Boston should be the team that comes out pretty easy. And then with Colorado and Vegas, we talked about how we both think Colorado takes it, but it might be a little bit more of an extended series. Well, after the first game, seeing that Vegas decided to play Robin Lehner instead of Marc-Andre Fleury, I, I mean, they got smoked. Yeah, I, I don't understand the reasoning when Fleury played as well as he did in the first round. You go to Lehner, he lets up seven goals, and the team looked really bad. Colorado looked dominant. You got game two tonight. If like Flurry has to be in the lineup, if if Laner is in the lineup, then they're losing the series in four games. I, I don't care if Flurry goes in game three and four; they will lose the next two games. So Flurry's got to play. He's got to post a borderline shutout. Maybe he can let in a goal. Uh, that's about all he can do uh, because this Vegas team is just not scoring in front of him, not scoring in front of Laner either. They're not doing anything they need to do. They're only winning because of the goaltending and the fact that they played their other goaltender, so the guy who carried them through the first round, 
It, it just it's just stupid. It, it's just so stupid. It is. And I did not know how crazy Nathan McKinnon has been because he currently has only five games played. Remember, they swept the Blues in four. They've now only played one game against Vegas. Only five games. He's got eight goals, four assists, 12 points, a plus nine. Nathan McKinnon looking like the best player in the tournament, looking like the best player in the world right now with this Colorado team. I mean, he's for sure the best player left in the playoffs right now. I think that that's very like, easy, very clear. Uh, he really is just a phenomenal hockey player, and he has been dominating. Uh, it, what he did against St. Louis is really impressive. He looked incredible against Vegas. I mean, this this kid's just something special. Getting paid six point three million dollars a year, it, it, everything it's just all incredible. I mean, Colorado really has to capitalize on this opportunity this year, next year to win a championship before McKinnon gets too expensive. For sure. And if we want to look at the rest of the top point leaders right now, obviously Nathan McKinnon at the top with twelve. Nikita Kucherov also with twelve. Played a couple more games than Nathan McKinnon. Three goals, nine assists. Then you have Gabriel Landeskog, obviously uh, Nathan McKinnon's line mate there. Five games, eleven points, four goals, seven assists. David Pasternak, another great player. One of the best for Boston, if not the best. So excited to see him keep going as he's got 10 points. And then Jonathan Huberto, Victor Hedman, also with 10 points. Pretty amazing to see Jonathan Huberto, not even in the playoffs anymore, but still sitting tied for fourth. Yeah, it it, it is. He, he had one really good series against us, and he he's a really special player. Uh, he's someone that you're really going to get a lot more attention focus on, I guess, as Florida continues to get better down down in the future. Uh, next season, season after, Florida is going to continue being that team. And, I mean, th- that dude is definitely special. So what he did in the playoffs in that short little time span is definitely not a surprise. You're going to see a lot more of them. For sure. And then your top goalies currently in the playoffs, Connor Hellebuck, not really a surprise with them sweeping Edmonton. Then you have Marc-Andre Fleury. We've talked about how good he's been. Philip Grubauer and, of course, Andre Vasilevsky. Um, I'm happily surprised with Philip Grubauer and how he's played. Obviously, we've seen him play well before, but I I think it was still a concern for a couple people for uh I don't want to say a majority of people, but it still was a concern that Philip Grubauer was the top goaltender for Colorado, at least in my mind. If they weren't getting that goal scoring, it could be some close games, could be some tight ones that go down to the wire. Oh, yeah, I agreed. But I mean, they are getting that goal scoring and he's been playing all right. So they've got nothing to worry about. Exactly. Well, Chase, that's going to do it for our little playoff coverage there. We're going to go to hockey name of the day. Uh, This one we're going to be scrolling down. Oh, this was not too bad. We got Shaw Boomhauer. Yeah, I figured there's a nice easy one for you, but regardless, it's a fun name. So Shaw Boomhauer, if anybody knows who he is, any OHL fans out there. Yeah, he played uh, for Mississauga and Ottawa back from 2016 through uh, 2018. You know, n- n- not a not a crazy um, special player by any means. You know, he's kind of just a, a hard work guy. He'll do the dirty things. He, he's physical. Uh just, just that, that kind of player. He ended up not playing the season. Uh, played last year in, in the East Coast League, mostly a little bit in the American League. But he signed a contract uh, just today, I believe, with Wilkes-Barre Scranton in the American Hockey League. So he'll begin some AHL action. 22 years old, uh, you know, a, a decent player, someone we won't see in the NHL, but a fun name. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, Chase. We're going to let you hit him with an outro real quick, and then we're going to look oh so forward to Las Vegas and Austin, Texas.
As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to check us out on Patreon, support us that way. We'd really appreciate it. Not required, but just another way to get some content from us in the network. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. That way you can get your Tampa talk, you can get your football talk, get your hockey talk, get everything that you need. Uh, make sure to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. And do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.